Welcome to Cross Politic on the Fight Lab Feast Network. It is Thursday. It is. And it feels Fast like week, quick Friday week. or Saturday or something. Yeah, make sure you guys join the club, download the app, come to our conference, and subscribe to our magazine. There you go. I did it all. What I want to know is how come Knox is wearing another cool sweatshirt <laughs> and I still don't have one? It's uh Knox's fault. This is this is hundred percent Knox. <sighs> I mean, it's in Boise State Blue. At Boise State Blue? Yeah. yeah. I don't think everybody keeps telling me this is Ukraine colors. I don't think it's Ukraine colors. I don't know, but I'm just saying. I think Golden State colors, I'm maybe. I'm just saying that you're in another new sweatshirt. Yeah, you know, there's a few more running around my closet. You did not share. Uh, I can share with where you can get one. Did not share. <laughs> Our Fight Laugh Feast magazine is a quarterly issue that packs a punch like Glenn Fittich from our friends. Ooh. Yes. In Kansas. This was this this was a gift from our friends in Kansas. Thank we, you, friends. Yeah. yeah, we don't water down our scotch. Why would we water down our theology? No, Order sir. a yearly subscription for yourself, and then send a couple yearly subscriptions to your friends at the Gospel Coalition, who have been drinking lukewarm evangelical Kool Aid every quarter. We promise quality food for the soul, wine for the heart, and some Red Bull for turning over tables. What a promise! Our mm. magazine will include. It does include cultural commentary, a psalm of the quarter, recipes for feasting, laughter sprinkled throughout the glossy pages. We just sprinkle that laughter, mm. just laughter, like, laughter, like laughter. we do babies. Yeah, like <laughs> bacon bits and yeah, all the rest of it. Sign up today at fightlaughfeast.com. What's the next issue on? I forgot. It's on. Uh, we just did uh, politics. politics of six day creation. Oh, we did the grace uh, of theonomy. Grace of theonomy. Oh yeah, there's another one coming out. Uh, is that the grace of theonomy coming out right now? That's the one that's coming out right now. Yeah. Yeah. It's being shipped. Oh, I thought yes. we, it's not out yet. We no, we finished the articles for it in June, and we're shipping now, right? Oh, I think I got one. Did I get? Did we get that one? We got politics of six day creation. Oh man, we're yeah. I figured out. Let we me need know. to talk to our managing editor. Fightlaughfeast.com. <laughs> Sign up today. It's awesome. Mm. Yeah. Everyone sees that America is broken. The crime rate is high, sky high. Public shootings. COVID be high. Co- co- yeah. <laughs> Marijuana so high. We won't get those numbers for a very long time. Uh, Public shootings seem to be rising, and Biden is our president. Uh, didn't need I say anything more than that? <laughs> and Texas is tripping. Gabe, I want to know, could you please tell me why it is that Beto O'Rourke is looking like he might actually have a chance at beating Abbott, closing the gap from nine points to six points? The, the polls want, they want blood in the water. I don't, I don't trust this poll, right. but they, they want blood in the water in Texas. The Democrats, it, I, they want to taste the win. They want to convince Texas that they can flip them now. I think Texas is eventually going to flip, but I think it's probably, you know, 16 years away from flipping. So this is lying. No, they li- it's not 16 years away from flipping, man. You're less <laughs> than that. You're less than that. Yeah. Uh, whatever Optimist. it is, Optimist. whatever it is, it's still crazy, whatever this is. I don't even like it. It's yeah. crazy. Yeah. Foods and goods and grocery stores have turned into the game Where's Waldo? And our economy <laughs> feels like ice cream that's been left out on the counter on a hot day. Soft and a little suspect. Ooh, ooh. <laughs> oh, yes. hey, 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 hey. This is a family show. Come on. <laughs> our society doesn't know what a woman is. And the new conservatives that have come to rescue us, like the Daily Wire, think a secularized conversation on the topic is the answer to the problem. Well, it's not. But at least they're helping. The Southern Baptist Convention hasn't left the gate yet on the subject. They're still trying to figure out, you know, 
what, what a pastor what, is. What a woman is. Yeah. <laughs> They're what doing a, a word study yeah. on it right right now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The SBC reminds me of a 90s computer. It's stuck on that screen that says, loading, please wait. <laughs> uh, they probably are just using pagers still over there, too. Beepers? <laughs> yeah. Oh, wait. Beep, 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 beep. I got a page. I got to go, go find a payphone somewhere. The, prob- the problem is, though, if you stay on this screen long enough, you end up having to hit the reset button, and the SBC might need a reset button mm. right now. So what is broken in America? That's the real simple question, but it comes with a very simple answer. Religion and worship are what's broken in America. America has put all of our altars in the wrong places and is using them to worship the wrong God. That's secularism. Mm -hmm. That's what secularism does. Secularism is a false God that is at war with Christ and is trying to take the authority from Christ to rule. Secularism seeks to diminish Christ's influence through the institution that he set up and and to make sure they have no social influence or in society or on society. Secularism doesn't remove religion. It can't because men themselves are a religious being. Man can no longer escape religion than his need to eat or to drink. Secularism is the breaking of the first and the second commandment. It replaces God and the sacraments and seeks to recreate the world. America right now is learning that you can't break God's law and have human flourishing. You can't remove the organ and then demand the function of that organ. Lewis. Is that Lewis? Yeah, yeah. That was I was going to say Jared Longshore because that's yeah. where I heard it that from. That was C.S. Lewis. <laughs> <laughs> He's a thief. <laughs> and I stole it too. This is absolutely insane to demand this, but this is exactly what idolatry demands. Yeah. Kind of like Elon Musk, for example. He recently broke his Twitter silence to say that a collapsing birth rate is the biggest danger to civilization and what it faces right now. And another tweet that he wrote, he said he congratulated people who were having big families and he encouraged others to do the same. Elon, baby, what is you doing? What is you doing? <laughs> Please tell me like I'm five years old, Elon, how can you promote a family and people to have large families and at the same time, Pay for the travel expenses of your employees to go get an abortion. That's this right. is this is like asking for yep. good blood flow in the body, but with no heart. This is pure secularism. It's good without God. It's impossible. That's, but you know he's got multiple wives and lovers and you know baby mamas and yep. surrogates. And he, yeah, I mean, like, I mean, the guy, and, and how he's many got children. Are, he's got nine kids, and he's got his oldest from, has already rejected him. <laughs> Yeah, from three different from three different women, and and also uh, like a woman that like carried some of his babies, and he's been married three times. That's, so he's not helping. That's how. And that's what I'm telling you, that's yeah. how. He's just want, he just wants people. Yeah. Like I, I, this is making me. This is actually kind of giving me the creeps. <laughs> you know, because he's like all mad scientist. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's like you know electric it, cars and landing yeah. people on the moon and and yeah. Mars and stuff. It's like he's he's like he's thinking about people as as in this sort of like purely materialistic way. That's yeah. right. And you have to when you go secularist, right? That's just exactly what it is. Man. But America is all Musk. We're, we're all Elon Musk, too. We want a great economy, but nobody wants to work. And nobody wants to Sabbath, which is kind of weird because I don't know how you don't want to work and you don't want to Sabbath. Yeah, it's yeah, kind of yeah, weird. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of bad when no one wants to work. No one wants to rest. Kind of cons- consistent state of anxiety. Yeah. Uh, we want to be having safe streets, but we have no restitution or death penalty. Last year... 
We had over 19,000 homicides and only 11 death penalties. Yeah, so you got pretty good odds. You can kill someone and not get the death penalty. Yeah. Wow. We want workers for an economy, but we don't encourage men to worship Jesus, find a woman, and marry her, have a bunch of kids, baptize them, <laughs> <laughs> teach them to love Jesus, honor their parents, and work hard. Instead, we want to shut down crisis pregnancy centers? Senator Warren also taking aim at pregnancy crisis centers. Here in Massachusetts, these so-called uh, crisis pregnancy centers outnumber genuine abortion clinics by three to one. She says women That's walk into cool. the centers believing they'll get abortions. Instead, they try to talk women out of it. She calls it a bait and switch. <laughs> they are giving it over to people who wish them harm. And that has to stop. We need to put a stop to that in Massachusetts right now. <laughs> the, the Democrats are just damned liars. Oh, yeah. This they, is ridiculous. It, it, I mean, they, they are lying about everything right now. All right, so, Inflation, so, gas prices, everything. Crisis pregnancy centers were invented from jump yep. as a response to Roe. That's right. <laughs> right. right. Exactly. Were, they were never advertising anything other than yep. we will help you have this baby. We yep. will support that's you. Right. We will encourage you. We will put that's you right. in touch with other, other people that will help you. It was never about that's, that's harmful, Toby. That's harmful. Right. Right. And, and um, that... Elizabeth is calling good evil evil right. good, but it is, and she's flipping it upside down. The Planned Parenthood wants to hurt you, right? Planned Parenthood and wants to baby. harm you and your, your baby. baby. Yeah, not the crisis pregnancy right. centers. Bill, you told us earlier, bunch there, of liars. What's the stat on crisis pregnancy centers? Yeah. He yeah, said so five 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 thousand pregnancy pregnancy centers. centers uh, to 2,000 abortion clinics in dropping, you know, fast. Mm -hmm. um, that is glorious. Yes. Number one. Did you hear just a, a pregnancy center, or excuse me, an abortion center in Texas is moving over to the New Mexico side of the border now? Oh, nice. Which is fantastic. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, our, they can move a lot more over there. Our friend there. Bill uh, was also telling us uh, before the show, we were talking about this, that um, when his wife used to get pregnant, uh, they would sometimes go into the uh, Planned Parenthood yeah, just yeah. for a pregnancy test just to see what they would do. I'd be afraid they wouldn't let me out. And he, <laughs> yeah. <we> got, <laughs> <laughs> That's the Toby. Oh, got it. Got man. it. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Oh, there's so much good there. Um, and he, but he said that um, consistently when they would do that, they would bring back a positive pregnancy test and immediately begin to schedule her for an abortion. Mm. That's incredible. Like, no, no. Immediately. Immediately. Not, yep. no. You know, so who's lying to who no, here? No asking. No asking. No, like, open, you know, not, I mean, even if they believe in abortion as an option, no, we'll like. See you next week. Do you want to, do you want to have this baby? You know, do you need help with the baby? Do you have concerns? Do you need some counseling? Ah, let's kill or, it. They're just like, so when would you like to abort the baby? Okay. Who's doing the harm? Yeah, exactly. Right? Yeah. Exactly. The, the, the liars here are the Planned Parenthood centers saying. And Elizabeth we're, Warren. We're, we're here for women. And no. they're not, and no, they're they're not, not shy not. about it. No, they're murderers. They're not shy about no, it. No, and, and media won't call her on it. No, no. Me, media will not call Elizabeth well, Warren on Well, they're all line. in on it. Yeah. The bottom line is this. Christians have to stop being pansies about how the world works and who owns that world and who it belongs to. Uh oh, that sounds like a theocracy. I'm, here we go. It's coming. <laughs> the world works off a of rightly ordered worship, period. Yeah. Not the end. Politics works off of rightly ordered worship. The environment only works off of rightly ordered worship. Economics, you got it. It only works off of <laughs> rightly ordered worship. It must be Christian. Uh-oh. 
It is the anomic. Oh. It is a theocracy. You said the word. It is Christ's way or chaos. <laughs> That's this, right. this sounds like Christian nationalism. There is no other option. There is no other way. Yeah. If you love the way that things are and have been going, then great. Enjoy it. Eat, drink, and be merry because tomorrow you're going to perish. Yep. But if you want to see a fruitful nation with great kids, great public events that don't get shot up, food on the shelves in abundance, a thriving environment with overwhelming and overflowing resources, an economy built off of love for your neighbor. If you want to see liberty and justice for all, bend your knee to Christ. Confess your sins. Mm. Learn and love the law of God. Get a wife. Give yourself to her and your children. Teach them to love God's law. Work hard and work hard for your family and then create a joyful Christ-centered home that is in a community under the submission of a church. This is the way. Do it in faith and watch God bless the very thing that you do. Yeah, that's the thing is I don't think people understand the potency it's the it's, political, economic um, potency of a Christian family in submission to God. It's everything. Worshiping God, the Christian community. This is this is um, the 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 nuclear power plant right. uh, it, of right. of culture. You have a book on something like that, don't we, you? Yeah, we. Are, <laughs> I've, I've talked about it a little bit before, but, <laughs> but absolutely, you're absolutely right. And that's and that and that means though that there is no room for secularism, right? Christians, Christians need to just None. S- stop it. <laughs> None. There's, there's no well, neutrality. Like there's no room for false worship. You know, when you have Christians out there talking about, oh, we don't, we don't want a theocracy. Oh, what are you talking about? Whose world is it? You're saying that the authority doesn't belong to Jesus. Right. It, mm-hmm. And that's why the whole thing is busted. It doesn't work any other way. Yeah. Okay? It, it, it doesn't work. You ride for as long as you can with your hands as the pedals and your feet trying to do on the handlebars. <laughs> you tell me how well that works. I'm, that's bass backwards. Like, Upside down. I have like a uh, mental picture of you trying to do that. It doesn't right? work. And, it's, yeah, and like, you're wrecking. It, it you're wrecking. Doesn't, yep. doesn't work you did it in again. any kind of way. <laughs> you wrecked. Okay, I have no idea what we're going to talk about in the next segment, but I have a little thing that might be a great starter. UK workers take 10% pay cut for above average happiness. This is what the study finds. Mm. I don't know what we're going to talk about, <laughs> but that's what I want. So you might want to see a train wreck. <laughs> Stay around. <laughs> This is Cross Politic. Hi, I'm Robert Borton, CEO of Classical Conversations, the world's largest classical Christian homeschooling community. I'm launching a new podcast, Refining Rhetoric. If you like Cross Politics or just listen to hear what crazy stuff they're saying today, you will enjoy Refining Rhetoric. You can find us on your favorite podcast platform. I practice the 15 tools of learning by interviewing great guests looking at current events, and talking about cryptocurrency. This is where Dave and I plan this year's company holidays. Let's go through the list. Easter, too religious. St. Patrick's Day? Too white. Mother's Day? Way too cisgendered. All of your usual holidays have been canceled this year. But we still have Karl Marx's birthday! Ha Need a real reason to party? Find a new job at redballoon.work. Welcome back to Cross Politic on the one and only Fight Lab Feast Network. This segment is brought to you by Accountable to You. Accountable, the number two, you.com. Using a smartphone or computer opens the door to a host of digital temptations. In a world saturated with pornography and other harmful content, what's a Christian to do? 
We need to take a proactive approach, welcoming transparency in our digital media choices and accountable to you. That's the number two, the word you, makes that easy. Their accountability software shares detailed activity reports from all your devices and your kids' devices in real time to the accountability partners that you choose. With accountability in place, your family can effectively guard against temptations online and live with purity and integrity. Learn more and try it free at accountable2u.com forward slash FLF. And don't underestimate the economic and political ramifications of living in purity. Amen. Everything we're talking about yep. is connected. That's right. Um, it sure is. To, you know, fight Holiness. For, right. you, fight, right. you fight for purity in your marriage and in your family. That's right. Because you want to take over the world for Jesus. That's right. You want to be a potent force. Yeah, that's right. Okay. The COVID era for politics, I think, is starting to hit the fan a little bit. Okay, Uh-oh. there there's some there's some uh, elections I was disappointed in that that I thought should have been impacted by the COVID era politics. Mm. But um, really, at the end of June, you had President Macron lost his. I'm, I'm gonna say it like a Texan, make my French friends Macron, Macron, President Macron. Where he's where he from? He lost his <laughs> absolute he from France. He lost his absolute majority oui? in, in the parliament, which is a pretty big deal. Just lost it last week, okay. a couple weeks ago. Prime Minister Mark Root, Rooty, Root, Root, yeah. Root of the Netherlands, uh, another Texas moment there, has his hands full with farmers protesting emission laws that would like we would require these emission laws that they passed. I think it was last Tuesday would require farmers to slash their livestock herds because each farm can only emit a certain amount of emissions, and a cows are included in that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and we're, we're, we're talking about whatever. We're talking about cow, cow farting. Yeah, yeah, seriously. Canadian Prime Minister oh Blackface Trudeau, don't ever forget, is on his 20-something controversy. Now with the latest, including key administration stepping down with vague references to loyalty of country over party. Something's going on there. He had a bunch of people step down. Okay. Um, or a number of key administ- administrators okay. stepped down. But did they um, matter? Yep. Yeah. Um, well, they're, they're pretty big, high-up key administrators. Yeah. Uh, President Joe Biden can't take a nap without getting into another controversy. <laughs> He lost a and, lot of and, his black cabinet, yeah. yeah. And now cabinet, but Great yeah. Britain's Prime Minister Boris Johnson is stepping down for, uh, I mean, he was in, he had a number of co- controversies, but I think maybe it was the COVID hypocrisies. I, I, I don't know. And then he actually had more than 50 staff in, in Parliament step down uh, just actually in the last month, too. So there, yeah. something. He had a bad week. <laughs> he he did, really he, did have a bad week. He did week. have a bad week. But this got me thinking. I've been reading through a Kuiper's Our Program. And one of the things that Kuiper really hits on in the first couple chapters of his book, our, our program, is on the sovereignty of God. He, he distinguishes between the absolute sovereignty and then kind of just, you know, um, given, attributed a sovereignty that, that you know, President Biden has. He has, you know, uh, our right. governor of our state has a so- sovereignty over our state at some level. It's defined and, and yeah. bestowed sovereignty. Um, but one of the things he was saying is that if you can't understand, if you don't recognize that there's an absolute sovereignty outside of of your sovereignty, right? Then, then you that organization, that that uh, government will do anything in its power. It, it just only grows. It only becomes more sovereign, right? And and so it actually um, not being able to understand, like a, it, not having a good understanding of absolute sovereignty, sovereignty that's outside of you, is going to create a perverse organization, a perverse right. government from jump. Right. You know why? It, it, you kind of you have to figure out a way to model yourself after something. Right. right. And right. so if, when you have this is why people really, really, really miss it when we talk about um, patriarchy and we talk about uh, models and roles and offices is because 
those offices are saying, hey, I am modeling myself after God. So I have a limited, you know, and yep. so I am a vice. You region. have a limited sovereignty. I have, I have a limited yep. sovereignty. But then yep. also my the way that I rule and the way that I operate um, has a requ- God is required in clip certain areas where I can't go. Yeah. Right. right? <laughs> but if there is no God, right. then yep. then I fill up all that whole space and yep. I enter everywhere. <laughs> well, ask, ask this question, too. I mean, what do you think? What does our government think they can't legislate? Right. Oh, like well, they, they think they can legislate everything. They just don't touch it all. Well, but that's because of how they see the world. They think they can tax us 100% of the money. I mean, I can't tell how many liberal friends I've had that argument with. Yeah, because they, they've seen it their job to make sure everything is perfect and right. that you can't have any mistakes. Yeah. It's, in it. it's, it's back actually to what we you just said in the first segment. Yeah. There's always a God. There's always worship. Yeah. In every and, case. and even when they say, no, we're secularists, we're, we don't, we have a religion. That's the religion, right? That's yeah. the religion. There's always a God, which means there's always an absolute, right? There's always an absolute. It's not whether, but which, but ima- right. imagine if each one of these rulers, um, Macron, Ruti, Bute, um, uh, <laughs> Biden, <laughs> Biden, Boris Johnson. I don't even think stuff. you're saying names the, anymore. Uh, yeah, yeah. Trudeau. Um, but imagine if they if they actually recognized absolute have a, had a yeah. concept of what absolute sovereignty was during right. the COVID right. shutdown. Right. They wouldn't have made half the decisions that they made. So, do you think this is a reckoning coming then in politics? Well, that's, that what, what, that's what I'm trying happening? to. That's what I'm trying to sort through a little bit in, in this because um, there's examples like in in our state, our governor won re-election. I don't think he should have. I think I think COVID politics should have got him. Yeah. Uh, same for Texas, Governor Abbott. I think COVID politics should have got Governor Abbott. It yeah. didn't. Um, but I do think COVID politics is on a grander scale um, hitting some of our our national leaders. I don't know. Um, I don't know. Yeah, I think I think you can make that argument, and I think in France, you know, Macron got reelected, but he lost his super majority. So for whatever reason, voters vote weirdly sometimes, and and you can't understand exactly why would they vote to reelect Macron, but then get rid of Macron's super majority. The other thing to remember in all of this is is back to your point: the sovereignty of God. Mm-hmm. And so you can have the sovereignty of rulers, good or evil, sovereignty of people elections and their fickleness and folly. <laughs> yeah, that's right. And then you have God drawing straight with all, <laughs> all, our crooked, the, all the crooked lines. Yeah, right. I mean, where, I mean, where, how in the world did you, I mean, where in the world did Dobbs come from? Yeah. Yeah. Right. And so I think you could have, it may not be that the people are thinking this even collectively, but it may be that God is reckoning. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, there, there's, um, yeah, I think there, there can be more than one thing going on at once. Well, and how did, how did, we get to the point where like Trump became the guy who elected the judges that overturned Roe v. Wade. Right. Some guy who was pro-choice in the Mm nineties became the president in the moment where he could nominate three judges and get them through. My answer to that really, I don't know how we got that. We don't deserve that to be honest with you. But I also know that it wasn't because Trump was so (laughs) pro-life. Trump just hated the left so bad. (laughs) Although I've said this before, but in that debate with Hillary Clinton, I've never heard a Republican pro-life president describe abortion. Yeah. Oh, it's clearly as he does. Clearly. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I I don't know exactly what he thinks. I hope that maybe that was legitimate, but I also know he's driven by a lot of hatred of the left. That sweatshirt is so bright, man. (laughs) It's really hurting my eyes. Yeah. Well, but but here's, especially in our country, we we can't. He doesn't want to turn this. He just wants to stay right here. Yeah. No, because, no, I think this is, this is important because we're fixing to come up on November. Fixing? It all, that's, that's a real word. Fixing. Yeah. It's not, it's not a word. It is. Um, And we're coming up on November, and it looks like the Republicans are going to take the House and the Senate in a pretty big way. Right. Uh, But I don't want any of that without repentance. Right. 
Yeah, I don't want facts. this conservatism right. that's right. coming. Right. And what's going to happen is this okay. what happened. This if what happened get, when Bush if, got elected. If we get a bunch we'll of daily, if we get a bunch of daily wire, <laughs> that's where I'm about to go, Pat. Yeah, you better of, say If we get a bunch right. of daily wire ele- elected right. officials, we're say screwed. It. That's say right. It. Say it. We're screwed that's because right. it's it's actually worse. It's a gay conservatism. I know. It's a soft, impotent gay conservatism. Absolutely, rather the flaming left. Yeah, drag queens. Yep. It's, then, okay, so let me. Can I? Can then, I? Then, uh, then, then a bunch of Dave Rubens. That's right. Okay, so in, in, in the in the House and the Senate. Yeah. Okay, so um, I mean, that's like the PC, can, that's like the PCA running our. I probably shouldn't. Have <laughs> <worked>. <laughs> Although, hey, the PCA General Assembly turned out a little better than uh. Yeah. Than, anyway. I okay. feel like now I shouldn't have wore something so bright so you guys can see me. So when you grab the stones, you won't know where I was. Yeah, uh, that's but, what I'm saying. Okay, so so when you said you'd rather have a flaming liberalism mm-hmm. than the gay conservatism. I think I resonate with that. But at the same time, is there something to the fact that this judgment is still better than that one? Yeah. So So, it's a judgment. So so what I would do is I would prefer one, but I probably wouldn't vote for either. (laughs) Right. I would say, Lord, I'd be like David, I'd rather fall into your hands. But then Trump, I didn't vote for him the first time, but he was. Yeah. But the second time, I felt like I had no choice. Okay. Mm -hmm. Uh but he was very much pro homosexual. He toted around the fact that he was a, uh, a fir- you know first conservative president with yeah. supporting homosexuality and and Dave Rubin. And he supported Dave Rubin. He supported yeah, Dave Rubin. Sure. Yeah, so, oh, sure. so you kind of had both of that. And it's like I feel right now. We'll, we'll talk about this tomorrow. I feel right now that Christians and conservatives are stuck with this moment that if they want to win, they have to go gay. That's what they're handed down. You yeah. you, you got Trump. Mm-hmm. And you have this all this wonderful pro life stuff, and then you have him bringing in yep. and ushering this homosexual agenda right along with it. Yeah, and I, but, and but I, here's where conservatives and conservatives are, bringing right along. Here's and, where conservatives are naive and everything, because what is happening here is the left is pushing the Overton window far over here, a tranny culture, right? All that stuff, and so conservatives and are like, hook. "Well, we're way against this, but we we'll, we can meet yeah. you here." I don't. Now. I don't think conservatives have painted a picture of what it looks like to actually have a yep. society. That's right. Right. That's what right. they've right. only but assumed the, the, is the, that's thing, right. the thing that people Christians need to understand is that homosexuality, sodomy, um, is toxic to culture. Right. It's poison. And we have to make the connection though that anything that is not the biblical standard of manhood and womanhood mm-hmm. all ultimately is. So right. the way that they feel about transgenderism and all that stuff, and everybody's so disappointed right. about that. The homosexuality brings all of that in because it destroys yeah. the categories. There's but, no, there's no breaks. But not just homosexuality, and this is something that I think Jeff, um, Jeff Schaefer and David Fowler have really helped me understand. Right. Understand too yeah. is the understanding of marriage. The purpose for it is not um, right. sex that is not reproductive. You're, that's right. what it's for. Right. That's yeah. what marriage is for that's to right. produce children. And mm-hmm. so you don't get this, um, this you don't get this coming together without a fruitfulness from it. And so right. what we've wanted is a fruitless culture. And right. guys, like you want a fruitless culture? Yeah, here's what it looks like. You're gay now. Well, yeah. I think you yeah. can. You, can kind right. of, you know what That's I mean? That's right. Yeah. No, yeah. you're absolutely and right. And so we've yeah. we've missed all the connections to right. get there. So Christians who for decades said um, uh, children are an option, right. right, right, an accessory if you like, yeah, yeah. right. But you don't have to have kids, right? Um, th- that they're the ones who discipled our culture, right. In this, it was an option. You didn't have to be fruitful. But even before that, Christians had agreed to a Christless conservatism, right? Before that, yeah, even before that. I mean, so the conservatism that we know of is kind of birthed out of the fifties and sixties, which was a conservatism that was against the liberal agenda. It Mm -hmm. wasn't for anything. 
And then we kind of but came birth into, control was before that. Yeah, that's no, that's true. So I'm, that's I'm true. just yeah. I'm just thinking yeah. about the timeline okay. exactly. No, that's true. But, but yeah. I think you're right. It was all happening in the same. Yeah. Um, but we, but we've agreed to this Christless conservatism right. that we can do. Yeah. It's a patriotic conservatism, right. and and doesn't we, have to be. We need to, Christ doesn't have to be the foundation. Yeah, we have to yeah. stop doing that. Yeah, we really yeah. have to stop yeah. doing that. And it's I mean it's, I mean I you know there's maybe places along the way where we can be thankful that you know God drew straight with crooked lines. Yeah. Um, Preserved us, protected us from things that it, it could have, but but we have to recognize that it's it really is Christ or chaos. Yeah, it, it really yeah. is Christ, right. His Word, worship of Christ, or you're worshiping an idol. Yep. And if you're worshiping an idol, you're worshiping something that will destroy you mm. and your family and your culture. That's, That's what right. families always do. You become like what you worship. And if you're not worshiping the living God, then you're not becoming more alive. Yep. Right? Facts, and that's the only option that you have at the end of the day. All right, so tomorrow. Okay. Friday. Uh, gay parenting and the promises and pitfalls. Oh, no. Dave Rubin and Jordan we're Peterson. Gonna, we're going to go there? Oh, I, think, I think we have to. Dave Rubin, I think we have to. Jordan so, Peterson. Yeah, you get ready. If you're single, get married. If you're married, have kids. And if you have kids, go baptize them. Until tomorrow, love God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. Love your neighbor as yourself. Go fight, laugh, and feast. This is Cross Politic. I did that. The season of Augustine and the season of Cassiodorus were very different moments in a crucial transformation that occurred in the history of the Western liberal arts. All right, so just stay like this. How, how am I doing here? So, yeah, you don't like you don't like this, huh? What does a Christian education look like when non-Christians are the ones who control the institutions of learning? This is a question that confronted Bishop Augustine of Hippo in North Africa in the 5th century AD. Augustine lived at the twilight of the Roman Empire. He himself had been trained with the best learning that Rome at that time had to offer. He himself actually came through the ranks and taught rhetoric in some of the best schools. And it was then, after he had come of age, that he converted to Christianity, but he wanted to continue the project of education, but this time for Christians. And so he had to confront the question, what does a Christian education look like when the unbelievers control the field? when they control the institutions, when the whole ap apparatus and curriculum of learning emerge from a pagan environment. And so Augustine wondered, what is it that Christians should jettison? What is it that Christians can embrace? What is it that Christians can adopt, but in modified form? These are the questions that Augustine confronted when he sought to educate Christians in an environment when unbelievers dominated the field. A century later, we see a man in the south of Italy named Cassiodorus who faced a very different educational landscape. He had to ask what did a Christian education look like in an environment where unbelievers had abandoned the project of education altogether. The ins infrastructure of learning had entirely eroded. If education was to proceed at all, it had to proceed on the foundation of Christianity. The Christians had to be the ones preserving education. What does a Christian education look like when Christians are the ones forming the institutions, when Christians are the ones organizing the curriculum? Well, these two seasons in the history of education, the season of Augustine and the season of Cassiodorus, just 100 years apart, were very different moments in a crucial transformation that occurred 
in the history of the Western liberal arts. We're gonna be studying this story. We're going to be going back to the sources. We're going to go back to Augustine. We're gonna go back to Cassiodorus. We're gonna ask ourselves, which of their predicaments most resembles our own? Which can we learn from Augustine's period? What can we learn from Cassiodorus's period? As we confront these questions, we're gonna engage these sources, and we invite you to join us here at New St. Andrews College.